This is the Trinitonian Podcast, your source for a weekly roundup of Trinity University news. I'm Dominic Anthony. For more independent journalism and in-depth content, visit trinitonian.com or one of the newsstands around campus. Does Chapman Hall have mold? That question remains unanswered. A growth discovered over the summer has not yet been tested for mold. But throughout the semester, faculty members have gotten sick, and a flood in early October has likely compounded the problem. The Trinitonian's Gabriela Garrigo reports. Facility Services was tasked with removing the growth found over the summer. According to Jim Baker, Senior Director for Facility Services, they know what it isn't, but not what it is. I don't even want to call it mold, because I don't know that it was mold. Uh, but some type of humidity-driven growth, okay? Mm-hmm. It was not tested for mold. It was tested and proven not to be a hazardous mold. The affected Chapman rooms were tested using the standard method after the growths were found. So the gauge is, if you see something on your samples that you took inside the building that is just skyrocketed in comparison to outside, then you might want to say, hey, we've got a problem here. We probably should do some more testing. But it's, that's never been the case since we've been doing samples. It is always there is more contaminants in the air outside the building than inside. According to Baker, the offices in which the growth was found have been closed and locked all summer, leaving a perfect environment for the growth. So if you leave three offices closed in the building all summer, mm-hmm. um, the chances they're probably not getting enough air to circulate through the office because it's closed all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it gives each type of growth an opportunity to develop. Judith Norman, professor of philosophy, believes there is a mold problem in Chapman. According to Norman, at least one faculty member in her department has gotten sick this semester. Their symptoms went away after being relocated to a new office in another building. Well, my experience is fairly partial, but there's been an ongoing mold problem in um, our department, and I've heard... Uh, Uh, sturdy stories about mold in other departments in Chapman. People who work here um, have gotten sick and have had to relocate, Um, so the problem has um, uh, resulted in sickness. (laughs) And um, it's not clear how much because, I mean, vulnerable faculty don't necessarily want to file um, a workman's comp claim. Following the Chapman basement flood on October 2nd, members of the Department of Philosophy discovered unidentified substances growing on books. Norman is certain that the issue is mold as opposed to another unidentified substance. The mold does uh, destroy property. Um, I was, after the flood last two weeks ago, I forget how long ago, um, I was helping clear out some materials and um, uh, there was mold on them. No, I mean, it's not a mold-like substance. There's mold. I know what mold looks like. The department is hopeful that the upcoming Chapman renovation will alleviate some of these problems. We're waiting. I mean, Chapman is going to be completely overhauled. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's a sense in which we're all waiting for that to happen. But there's also a sense in which um, some of these issues, I mean, health issues and property damage issues, um, you can't really wait to take action on those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to have um, more custodial care and um, um, remediation 
taking place in the building in the meantime. Classes in most offices remain open in Chapman. The renovations are scheduled for the end of this year. Gabriela Griga, Trinitonian News. This May, the undergraduate graduation ceremony will become the undergraduate graduation ceremonies. Students receiving Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Music degrees will graduate in the morning, while those receiving a Bachelor of Science degree will graduate that afternoon. The Trinitonians' Jolie Francis reports on the reasons for the change and the mixed reactions from students. Due to the growing sizes of classes, Laurie Auditorium can no longer adequately hold the entire class and their families in one ceremony. According to Diane Purcellin, faculty co-chair of the Commencement and Convocation Ceremony Committee, there have been complaints about the past format of graduation ceremonies. We've been noticing that there has been uh, a concern. There aren't enough tickets. Commencement is getting longer and it's getting more crowded and students are becoming unhappy. They only had four tickets and mm -hmm. we knew something had to change. The split ceremony allows for shorter ceremonies and eight tickets to be allocated to each student. Previously, it was four. Senior Suzanne Hill, a double major in history and anthropology, prefers this new approach. Um, I mean, I like that it's shorter and I think the biggest thing is that um, my whole family can come. But junior Gabrielle Rodriguez does not. Rodriguez is an anthropology major, while her twin sister is a mathematical finance major. This means that they might not be able to graduate together. Because I really want to graduate with my sister, and I just don't think it's fair that I'm going to be with like two or three friends, and even during high school graduation, I sat with my sister right next to her, and we'd be sitting right next to each other, and I'm not going to do that. And it's just really, really upsetting. That's so sad. Like, it makes me so sad. Like, I'm really upset about this. The university considered moving graduation off campus to large stadiums like the AT&T Center and Alamo Stadium. But Purcellin says they decided against a larger venue. We've all been to commencement ceremonies at these venues, and they're pretty cold and impersonal. Mm -hmm. And um, we just um, decided it was going to be fighting the high schools to get dates, and also um, we wanted to be on campus. But Rodriguez doesn't care whether graduation is on campus or off campus. Oh, yeah, I don't care where it is. Like, I'm sorry, I really don't care. I, all I want is to graduate with my sister. That's it. These changes are not set in stone. If enough students are against the idea, it may be reworked for next year. Jolie Francis, Trinitonian News. Under the Remain in Mexico policy, at least 42,000 migrants have been forced back into Mexico after crossing the U.S. border. By law, they must remain in Mexico until their immigration court hearings, which are often set for months or years in the future. The Trinitonian's Kara Killinger reports on a recent on-campus panel that discussed the policy. About 80 people gathered in the Chapman Auditorium for the panel, organized by the International Humanitarian Crisis Initiative. The five panelists included Trinity professors and professionals with immigration experience within the San Antonio community. They included Sister Denise LaRocque of the Interfaith Welcome Coalition, immigration attorney Sarah Ramey, Trinity senior and pro bono legal intern for the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, Francisco Macias, political science professor Rosa Aloisi, and sociology and anthropology professor David Spiner. Panelists emphasized the desperate state of many asylum seekers and discussed the impoverished conditions at migrant camps in Mexico. Since IHCI focuses on sending volunteers out into the community, the student-run organization rarely hosts on-campus events. Senior Claire Nakayama says the club started planning the Remain in Mexico panel last semester. So this was a really great first event. I'm honestly shocked at how well it turned out. Um, yeah, and I think it was 
really necessary to have an event like this right now, especially with the current political climate and everything going on. Um, and our main goal in this event was honestly to bridge the gap between community and campus by bringing together all these different perspectives. And I think that we were able to do that through this event. This is the first community-based event organized by IHCI this year. Daniela Montufar, a 2019 Trinity graduate, started IHCI in 2015 with a group of other international students. They were inspired to take action by international conflicts like the Syrian Civil War. Montufar says she is proud of the organization's progress since then. When we first started, it was uh, just like us trying to like make people come to make them see how um, how important this was, and the turnout today I think is one of the highest we've ever had. So it's very good to see that there's it's, there's progress being made, and like organizations like this are bringing attention to these issues. Those interested in volunteering through IHCI can contact Claire Nakayama, cnakayam at trinity.edu. Kara Killinger, Trinitonian News. Trinity University will soon become an official Microsoft Office testing center, certified to award two types of Excel certifications, Excel 2016 Associate and Excel 2016 Expert. The move is intended to bolster the credentials of students interested in entering the business sphere. The Trinitonian's Gabriela Garriga has more. James Maxey, visiting instructor of Finance and Decision Sciences, spearheaded this initiative over the summer and will proctor the first round of exams. Maxi teaches spreadsheet modeling and intermediate spreadsheet modeling. So in effect, it's a way of, for our students to demonstrate their skills because they can come and take my class, but the business community pieces, yeah, they took a class, but that's great or not great. The initial licensing costs are paid for through a grant from Valero, one part of $30,000 provided to the Finance and Decision Sciences Department earlier this semester by the oil and gas company. The overall grant is for initiatives in the business analytics and technology major. Part of our plan in seeking the grant was well, basically promising that most of the money was going to go back to students in some form or another. And that's basically what we're doing. The exam will cost $25 for Trinity students. Typically, it costs $100. The first round of exams are slated for November 23rd. Gabriela Griga, Trinitonian News. The Trinitonian Podcast is edited by Kathleen Creedon and Kendra Derrig and produced by me, Dominic Anthony. To catch up on the latest news, visit trinitonian.com. Trinitonian.